Kaledo, Kalimera, Kalispero, wherever time you are watching, this is Mapa. It's a very special edition. That's why I'm talking really quietly. I've got Thasso here with me, and our special guest is, well, my name is who? My name is who? My name is what? Simtan, come on. Come on. Appreciate it. Come on. What's going on, brother? Good, man. It's a pleasure to be on here. It's been a long time coming as well. I think we've been, we've had a few times where I've been busy, you've been busy, so... It's good to yeah, be honest. Yeah. You you've been busy playing FIFA. That's a problem. Nah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how you how you finding the new one? Have you got it? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. It's um, it's all right. It's a bit of a. It's not too much of a change, but I feel like I'm better on this one. You know, I feel like a. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting better. Yeah. Doing all right. Tell me something, right? Um, obviously you're a pro footballer, and I've never actually asked this question to pro footballers before. Believe it mm-hmm. or not. What's it like playing a computer game that you're actually involved in, like literally involved in? You know what? It's 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 it's, it's crazy because you know what? A lot of people who play football, they sort of like they go home. They don't want to play football on the game as well. Do you know what I mean? But it's good because when you're with your friends as well, you're playing online. You you got your friends talking to you and stuff like that. Keeps you sort of socialized as well. So you know. Especially when you play, you come home from training, you want to rest. It helps, do you know what I mean? So I think that's why I spend most of my time on it, to be honest. Because it <laughs> keeps me keeps me active in the mind, do you know what I mean? And also socialising, yeah. so it's good. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen a lot of these uh, Premier League footballers getting pissed off about their ratings. I'm sure you've got mates who are on the game and they're like, nah, nah I don't want to be a bronze. I don't oh, be a definitely. Bronze. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I, I've got a couple of friends who are on there who, uh, to be fair, they should be goals, but... They're, um, oh. they've had they've had problems in their in their past. Like this is players who I know playing in Leicester, playing in um, one of them's playing in Fulham. So it's um, yeah, of course people will have their reactions. You know, you see top top players as well with ratings that are not good. So I mean, it does some people dirty, it does some people nice. So. <laughs> what what about FM? Because I know Thassa plays Football Manager. Are you are you into that as well? You know, I've never got into that. Believe it or not, I don't know why, but I just never really understood it. I, I don't know. I've no one's ever explained it to me. To be honest, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just an Excel spreadsheet, complicated Excel spreadsheet. In the end, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's it's work in it. It's not you know. There goes our potential sponsorship with my like games. Uh, there it goes. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I've had people say to me, "Oh." I've got you on Football Manager or something like this. And I'm like, oh, nice. Like, I, I have no idea what it means. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the the characteristics that they've got for players on Football Manager is a bit more developed than FIFA. FIFA, you've only got mm. the five, haven't you? Whereas Football Manager's got like 30 different stats. And then on top wow. of that, you've got um, characteristics as well. So you might be uh, a, a media friendly for instance or you might okay. be a model citizen or you might be uh, you might be dirty I mean, they, they, they don't uh, say dirty but you know they'll be yeah, like yeah, yeah it'll, it'll chop a player down kind of thing. aggressive type okay yeah exactly yeah i wonder what amevada's one would be can't say it just in case but yeah. I, I think he'll just say, I did. Lock up your daughters, lock up your wives. Um, yeah, so it's, it's look, I find it in, um, intriguing how you've got a lot of footballers that follow these these computer games. I remember a friend of mine, Leon, who was at Chelsea, 
And I think it was championship match and maybe 97, 98, Leon Knight was, he was a legend of the game. You know, he was at Brighton, yeah. banging in goals and he was doing it in real life as well. And he went to Swansea. I think he got something like 26 goals in 28 games with Lee Trundle yeah. up front. I'm bringing names that you don't know because you're still young, bro. Yeah. But yeah, so I think a lot of players do get, it does hit them in the feels, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's down to the player, I guess, to to perform and get those those ratings up. But enough about computer games. Let's talk about you, my uh, guy. And yeah, let's start from the beginning. Okay, from okay. you know, you're 24 years old. Tell me about the early days of your football career and what a little part of that question. I'm going to add a bit of spice onto that one with your ethnic background. Yeah. Was it something that was kind of frowned upon by your family? Because as you know, with Cypriots as well, it's like, how are you going to be a footballer for? Be be an accountant. Be yeah. be like Thassel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's, uh, man, it goes back from when I was younger. I think, to be honest, I was lucky I had an older brother as well. So he was um, playing football for the local team over here, the village I'm from. and. Um, how they used to like go down, uh, watch his games. I mean, they used to get absolutely bad. I think I don't know, don't even know what the scores were, but it was it was unbelievable. But I used to be there on the side, just kicking a ball about and stuff. I think I was like probably like four or five. So, but then it came to a point where I was old, old enough to play for the for the local team, and I started playing there one year under sevens, I think under eights, and you playing like tournaments and that. For me, it was just around the corner. It's like literally at the park, so it was like a two minute walk. Um, so I'd go there on a Saturday, play and stuff like that. So for my parents, it was never like anything wrong or anything, you know, it was just a bit of fun, keep me active. Um, and then, you know, then there was like tournaments where you could get scouted and stuff like that. You know, you had like Leicester scouts, different, uh, cities, the scouts, you had Derby, you had different, different teams. And, uh, I think it was under eight where I got scouted. And, um, yeah, I mean, there was like a thing where you'd go, there was like 40 lads would turn up on a Friday. I think 20 only got selected to make an age group of under nines um, at the Leicester Academy. And, you know, for my parents, it wasn't too much then at that age. You know, it's like, you know, you take them once or twice a week. They didn't think anything of it, you know. Okay, I don't know how it is now in this generation. You know, like parents want their kids to be footballers straight away. You know, it's like you see project Mbappe, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy. But um, for us, you know, my parents, especially them, them being from India, they didn't know football, like that could be a career or it could be the money in it or whatever, you know? So for me, for them, it was just keeping me active uh, until, you know, we had, luckily we was in an area which people knew about football as well. Um, and they, you know, they, they convinced my parents, like, you know, take him, it's good for him. You know, he's good enough to play in the academy. And, um, I think as the years went on, we just sort of like was going up the age groups, you know, it's probably like two, three times a week. Um, but again, like we, we, we just, I just played it for the fun of it. You know, that was the most important thing. And I think that's what really helps the kid, you know, especially if they enjoy the game from a young age you know, they'll enjoy it right the way through. And I think people who look at the the other side of the game where they're just like focused on from young, like money, you know, we want to make a career out of football and 
it can it, it probably you'll face challenges further down the line i think but um yeah for my parents of course it's different i think when it comes to 16 that's when the decision is a bit more because here in england you go full time um that's like scholarship so i think my parents were quite 50-50 on it um in terms of like you know education football which route do I go down? But they they made sure I stayed on top of my education. You know how it is, man. It's send your parents. You know they wanted me to 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 make sure I got uh good good grades. Otherwise, you know uh, I'm pretty sure I won't be turned up to a few training sessions because <laughs> I'd have some extra work to do. Um, but yeah, I mean I ended up getting good grades and stuff, and um, I, I got my scholarship from Leicester, and you know you do education there as well. Um, so yeah, I was lucky enough to be one of the few Asians or Indians, South Asians, you know, that was um, able to push through and, you know, have the backing of my parents as well, because, you know, as I got older, they they supported me a lot more and, and um, allowed me to go down that path, which definitely helped. So when you were doing your scholarship at Leicester, you mentioned you were getting good grades. What were you studying while you were playing in the academy? So no, we I got good grades before I entered my before, scholarship. So right. okay. So you do like your GCSEs. Yeah. Um, so you do your GCSEs, uh, and then after that year you go into full time education. Well, full time football with a two year in that two year sixteen to eighteen. You don't do A levels, you do something called a B tech. It's like, uh, yeah. I think it's a level yeah. three or something in sport. It's a sport B-Tech, basically. Um, you know, you can you think you can get some places with it. Um, it's okay. It's not equivalent to an A-level, but it's it's good in case football doesn't work out, then you can use that. Uh, but for GCSEs, I did all right. I, I got a few A's. Uh, oh, look A-star. Uh, <laughs> A-stars, come on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> maths, maths is my strong subject. Yeah. Maths. All right. Maths, P, of course, um, science, uh, A's, a B in, yeah, I don't even know what I got a B in. I think I got a B in English, to be honest. That was kind of my weak point. I think it was just all the all the quotes and the diet. A's and, and B's uh, now, man. Come on now. Come on. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Can't complain. Can't complain. All right. Exactly. So I, I assume Leicester City is your first club then. Yeah. Um, so... You go to I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Filbert Street. Filbert Street was knocked down by that time, I think. So you got yeah. King Power, I'm assuming. Yeah. What was it? Walker's Bowl back then? Yeah, Walker Stadium, I think. Yeah. Before. Walker Stadium, yeah. But the, it was it, is it Foss Park? Is it Foss where the training training ground is? No, uh, the training ground was at Beaver Drive. It's like Aylston. Right, okay. Uh it's close to Foss Park, actually. It's only about a five minute drive, to be honest. Um yeah, but the stadium was only about. It's only again. It's only five minutes from the training ground, so yeah, it was. So what, what was the facilities like there? You going there as a as a teenager, obviously. Yeah, I mean the facilities were all right. They weren't like spectacular compared to some of the academies we uh we we got to go visit on the weekend when we'd have games. Um, they'd always had talks about improving the 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 facilities. But those facilities didn't actually come until like I think two years after I left, uh, where they opened that Seagrave. Uh, that's unbelievable. Um, I haven't had the chance to go visit. I've been 
asked to come down a couple of times as well, but I haven't been, but it looks unreal. But even still, man, at that at, at that age, what at uh, 16, you know, when you go full-time football, you have everything, you know, you have the gym, you have so you have ice baths, hot baths, uh, jacuzzis, you have cryotherapy, you have all the massages, all the beds, gyms. It's everything you can ask for as a footballer. Okay, now with the new technology, you have crazier things. Every Everything is developing and stuff. But, you know, it always stayed on top and it had everything. So it was good. And the pitches, beautiful, man. Beautiful. Mm, okay. Okay. So in terms of the players that you were playing alongside at Leicester, is there anyone notable? notable that we might know or are they still playing pro yeah yeah you got uh harvey barnes newcastle now um couple lads still at leicester you had hamza chowdhury um kin at dewsbury hall who's doing really well as well um and one of the other lads who's coming through now is academy player uh casey mcateer who's scored a couple goals but then there's also calvin bassey um who went to Rangers, then went to Ajax, and now he's at Fulham. So, yeah, good friends, uh, good guys as well. You know, very down-to-earth people. Luke Thomas as well, who's at Sheffield on loan, I think. So, yeah, played alongside him, played with him, you know, even stayed in the same uh, house as Calvin, you know. So we were quite close. We were we were good, uh, good friends, and they're good players, man. They're doing really well for themselves. Doesn't Calvin Bassey play for the Nigerian national team now? If I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, I think he's been playing the last couple of years now. He's been, he's been in the, he was at Ajax, wasn't he? And then he went to Fulham. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went to Ajax. I think he only went for one season though. Yeah. And then, uh, with, well, he's in the Premier League now, Fulham. I think he's, yeah, he's he's a Fulham. I think it was like twenty million or something like that. It was yeah, a something, yeah, big decent money, move, big money. Yeah. You know. And there's someone else I think that you were at the academy with who is playing in Cyprus at the moment. Ah, yes, my boy Morgan Brown. There you yeah, go. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I thought we were talking England, but yeah, in terms of Cyprus, yeah, yeah definitely Morgan Brown. He um he was with me at Scholar, exact same age group. Um, after he went to Aberdeen, I believe. And then actually, I think it was only a couple months after me when I moved to Cyprus, he came so you know, he's been on the journey. He's been on from second division until, well, winning the the league. So, yep. um, but he's always stuck with Aris and he's and he's done really well for himself as well. That's right. And then you went to Stoke from Leicester. Now, mm-hmm. was that a move that you felt would help your development and that you would get a stronger chance to get into the first team? Definitely, it was as well. And... Um, you know, I'd been at Leicester 10 years in my career as well, in my life. And um, and it was good to go to Stoke. You know, it was a different change. And it was, I think, it just gone into championship. So there was more of a, you know, I could see more of a pathway in that way. Um, you know, I was there for a year. Um, was with the under-23s at the time. I think I was only 18 as well. So I was playing week in, week out there um, with the 23s. You know, it was training a few times with the first team as well so but I was just you know it was quite difficult to actually break in because they had a lad who was a year older who was you know the regular first team right back so he's he was a great player as well Tom Edwards he um he signed a like a four or five year deal as well so I, I would I think 
in the end, I was going to really break into the Stoke first team. So I think it was after that season I got the call to go to Cyprus. And yeah. So how how did that come along then? Did you were you were you contacted from Cyprus? Was this who showed the the interest in you? Like how did how did it all work out that you ended up in Cyprus from from Stoke? So I had a coach um, at Leicester. His brother was Iman Olidiakes, and um, he knew who I was. And I went over to, I think they had a pre-season tour in Poland. Um, you know, they wanted to assess me, see what I was like and if I was, how I was as a player. Um, so it was sort of like a trial as well, you know, like to see how I am and if I'm a, good enough and you know I went over there we had three games I think um you know played in them did well and then after that they was like yeah you know as I think I was an under 23 as well so I would be I think a B is it B this player they call them or something so in the right back position um so so yeah I went over there and okay you know Cyprus you know Coaches don't always last that long. Unfortunately, he was, I think he lasted a few months or something. Um, but I'd signed a two-year contract, so I was there for two years until then. But he went on. He went on and, I think, did his thing. I mean, he went with Emery as well, I think. Um, yeah, he's in the yeah. under-21s, I think. I think he's in the U-21s yeah. of Villa. Ah, nice. Ah, Idiakis. Um, Idiakis. I think Inigo is. Um, in Manol. I don't know where Manol is now, I think. Not sure. No. Not sure. What, yeah. What's the ball head coach? Who's the Bournemouth head coach? What's his name again? Una Emery. No, Bournemouth. Ah, Bournemouth. Uh, no idea. Because he was coaching at Ajax at one point, wasn't he, Thasso? The current Bournemouth head coach. Iraola. 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 Uh, ah, he's he a Bournemouth. Good. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and Idiakes is right now, he's at uh, Deportivo La Coruña. Ah, okay. Everyone knows each other, man, in the game. Everyone knows each other. <laughs> it's wild, though. Because I, yeah. I, I remember, I think the the summer you left, or the time that you left Leicester to go to Stoke, was round about the time when Pereira joined Leicester. I think, was it uh, yeah. Puel had brought him in? Was it Puel? Or was it... I, can't I think it was Puel. Yeah, I think it was Puel. Yeah. So when they're spending 20 M's on a fullback... You're thinking, ah, this is going to be tricky, isn't it? It's a, it's, it's a difficult one, man. It is difficult. And you know what? It, football as well, it can be a bit of a, a look. You know, if someone gets injured, you know, you might, or if two, three players get injured, you might get the opportunity. Um, but it's difficult. It is it's quite difficult when you've got players, you know, who can, who, clubs, when they do have money, you know, they will use it how they how they believe so. And if they brought Ricardo Pereira in, he's a great player as well. He had a good season that season as well. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's, it's kind of difficult to to uh, to break through. And I saw opportunity to play professional football abroad. And uh, you know what? At the end of the day, like, I'm, I've, I love football and I love playing it. And, you know, for me, I just, I wanted to go and play professional football. It always been a dream. I think we had um, the year I went to Larnaca as well, we had the Europa League qualifiers. So, you know, to go into Europa League qualifiers, you know, is massive. As a kid, you watch Europa League and you just think, wow, like, 
you know, if I get the chance to play, you get to travel week in, week out. It's, just an, it's a crazy experience. In 19 years old, it's yeah. it's good, man. It's, it's, of course. If you get the opportunity, man, you, you, you take it. So, Bro, do you know what? There's a question I want to ask about your time at Leicester. I, know, I don't want to spend too much on this, but you were there around about the time when they won the league title, the Premier League, right? So I know yeah. you weren't with the first team, but you were in and around mm -hmm. the club. So the, yeah. the reason why I'm asking you this question is because even though you're 24 now and, you know, you played in Cyprus, you've been in and around an environment at a mm -hmm. club that no one thought would win the title, but you were there. So what yeah. was that for you personally? And also, were you guys as youngsters involved in, I don't know, maybe the celebrations or talking to the first team players or any kind of experience? Well, you know what? At those at that age, I think we was about 15. So we was just going into the full-time role just before that it was. But we, we'd be around like the change room. Obviously, we'd, I mean, the, the facilities because we train like four or five times a week. And... Um, and, you know, we'd also ball boy the games. So it was crazy. You was literally pitch side of the of them winning the league. You know, you get to go in the the chain, like just outside the change rooms, you see the vibes, everything. And it's like, and it's the whole energy of the whole city as well. You know, like you had everybody behind them. Um, for them as well, it was, it must have been as surreal for them as it was for us because they probably didn't expect it. Do you know what I mean? Like going into it, they're like, of course, every team wants to, do as well as they can, but I doubt their first goal would have been to win the league. So I think for them, it was just taking every game as it comes. You could see it that they weren't like, they weren't focused on the league, like, oh, we want to win the league. They was focused game by game. And I think that's the most important thing for for a team like that is just if get the three points this weekend, get the three points next weekend. And I think the confidence of the players was was unreal. The, the, the chemistry, you know, the... You had players like Ngola Kante, Drinkwater and all that just combining well, Fardy getting on all the goals. You know, you didn't have the the modern back four you'd expect, you know, in football. You'd had Wes Morgan, Robert Hoof, Christian Fuchs, Danny Simpson, who were, you know, not like those speedy uh, defenders. You know, they, they were, they just played as a unit really well and it, and it worked. It worked really well. The reason why I brought it up is because, as you know, a lot of clubs that look for players, they always look at their CV. They always look at their mm -hmm. transfer marked, right? And they see, you know, for example, your situation, Leicester City under-18s, but they don't delve into the background in a way that would be beneficial, not only for you, but also for them. Mm -hmm. You you were a youngster who, even though you weren't playing for the first team, you were in and around the first team, yeah, yeah. experiencing a title win, that will probably yeah. never be repeated for a long time anyway. And mm. you had the likes of Kante, Schmeichel, all of these players around. Yeah. And for me, as a person that, as I said, I, I, I analyse the game and Thasso is another one, you look at these statistics and you look at the, the this character building and you're thinking, do you know what? You can play ball, you've got the experience, obviously having played in Cyprus, and you've got that added experience that no one else on the island really has done. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of coaches need to, or even analysts need to look into more, the, the mental side of the game. Of course, of course. And you see that, and like, that's a lot of detail, which is, you know, more than what some people would do. But, you know, in terms of like, us, like when we were training as well, we was, 
not linking off the first team, but we was, you know, it was passed down through the whole academy, you know, the the way they was coaching the players and to to sort of do what the first team were doing and, and, and it built character and it built, builds mentality and, you know, and it just allows you to sort of get the feeling that they're feeling as well. And it definitely, definitely helps um, developing you as a player as well. Wonderful. All right, so you've gone to Ayak, completely new environment, different language, although I assume that English was the language mostly spoke around the club, or maybe Spanish. Spanish. Or maybe Spanish. Spanish, yeah. Maybe Spanish, yeah. So, first of all, going to Cyprus, what was that like for you? I mean, I'm assuming you've been on holidays before, maybe not to Cyprus, but other, other countries, but you've gone out there, and what are you thinking when you've stepped foot at, I'm assuming, Lanaka Airport? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I had been. I've been in Apple. Uh, oh, believe it or not, okay. believe it or not, I, I had been. I had been. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had been. Um, just experience for the boys. It's. Uh, it was. It wasn't an for, for our age. It wasn't an expensive. It's not like uh, your Marbella's or your or your um, Ibiza. Ibiza. It mm. was a. It was a good holiday that we could afford as well. So, um, yeah, we went there. But even getting the opportunity to to go there to play football like stepping off in the heat was the first thing that we were thinking because we we'd just been in Poland believe it or not the, doing that preseason tour and we was right. sweating in that heat and that was only like 27 and and the lads there were saying <laughs> you think this is hot <laughs> you you think this is hot and i was like what cuz a couple of them were wearing jumpers and I was like, how are you not wearing jumpers? It was like, trust me, this is cool. This weather is cool for us. Like, and I was I was baffled. And, and you could feel it as soon as you, you you go out and you and you go. I think I think we got there in the evening, so it was a little bit cooler. But the next morning when we woke up, we was like, we gotta train in this. Like, wow. Okay. Uh but it was it was good. It was that was probably the first thing I think. Um I think the most difficult part was actually when we managed to get our own place. Because um, I'd gone there with an, uh, an ex-teammate who was also at Leicester with me. Um, his name was Joey Keaveney. Um So, you know, I wasn't alone. Um, but it was like the, the when we just moved into a new country and moved into a new place and we was like, what do we eat? <laughs> like that was the first thing we was thinking like yeah. you know it was like we used to sort of like people doing things for us like cooking and you know the the cleaning and eating the food and stuff and preparing things and it was like yeah you're you're a man now you've got to do everything yourself um you know you've got your off the pitch duties and you got your on your pitch duties as well so it's a uh, it's a lot it's a lot for a 19 year old to to just go across the country in any case you know when you got football as well with the pressures and all that you've got to adapt quickly otherwise you can, you can get left behind I'm going to ask one more question and I'll let Thassel ask his ones but did anyone warn you about Cyprus and not in a bad way but in terms of you know there's there's probably going to be loads of managerial changes you're probably going to see strange people driving um <laughs> and 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 there's certain behavior or as we call it this is cyprus hence why the reason the show is called this is my pup because my pup means football in, in cyprus as you know but yeah uh no one warned me before 
they warned me after so once i got there you know then like obviously i was in the change room so I'd, you know i'm already settling in and i'm just getting so many different you know warning signs or this and this and i think my mate was driving at the time he was taking us to the training and and some crazy driving but it's uh, <laughs> that was the first thing i learned i think um and then you know you you hear loads of things and stuff like that and you sort of you know you just try and take it on and um and you don't really believe it until you see it i think that's that's what it is and uh and when you do see it you realize okay yeah people were people were telling the truth so there was there can be some good things some bad things but it's uh yeah unfortunately i got the warning signs after so <laughs> but yeah, i don't i don't regret even if i heard them before i think i would have just took them in my stride yeah i can imagine actually thus i'm sorry to do this i got one more because it's just do popped it. into my head do it. was that the was was that the was that the pandemic year when you joined so we joined in i think july and then played until i think january or february and then the pandemic hit in march i think Right. yeah so so, it so killed us you're, the first season. yeah so you're in lockdown in a country that is brand new to you going mm -hmm. back to what you said about getting used to the surroundings that must have been even more difficult i mean it's throwing you in at the deep end but yeah yeah it is true i mean i think i think uh a few months after you know you settled in and stuff and then they start talking about this virus and things start going crazy you know you haven't seen your family in a few months and um i think and it's winter time as well there's not too too much to do in cyprus um and then they cut off all the flights and we're like we're waiting to see what's going on with the league and you got all of that and and then they finally decide to cancel it and you know you you can't just catch a flight and go home you know you've got your apartment that you're staying in to sort out you've got the things you just bought you know you, you've got loads of things to, to figure out and then i don't think i ended up getting a flight and this league finished around about march i didn't go back to the uk until about may so like three months there was no flights and you know it was just a bit of a crazy situation you know you was there and you had to keep fit you had to do everything you could use the whatever you could whatever facilities yeah like you said in a country you don't really know and it's like it's interesting but it's again everything has shaped me to the person i am it's, it's these crazy situations you never would have expected but you just got to deal with it there you go thank you Thaso. over to you my friend sorry it's, no, no no fine it's fine it's fine man <laughs> fine uh now i i wanted to ask um you you've got the these these kind of training facilities in england you've talked about mm -hmm. how great the training facilities are uh you know in leicester at stoke so you show up for your first training session at ix training ground after going on the uh, on the pre-season tour from poland mm -hmm. what what do you see what do you see different there what was your uh what what was your impression of what you saw well you know what i mean for me like i gotta give it to ike in terms of facilities it's 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 really good the way they've got everything in there you know in the in the changing rooms you've got the you've got the 
you've even got a swimming pool inside. You've got uh, the hot bath, cold bath, sauna. You've got really good facilities. And for me personally, like to have them for myself, like as a member of the first team, is is a is a very nice. I mean, as an academy player growing up, you sort of use the first team's facilities, like if they're not in and you get the chance to. So to have them for yourself was is is very good you know like we had a you know you finish a training session you for me personally because it was a new experience man i used them to the most like i think i was the last person to leave every day you know uh, you could probably ask someone who was playing with me at the time in in ike like i'd probably be the ask the kit man i'd be the last person to leave every single day like i would make sure i get use the facilities nicely recovery using the sauna, hot bath, ice bath, you know, to recover. And, uh, you know, I never took it for granted. I, uh, I appreciate it. No, no the facilities were, the, were very good, Ike. And I, and I, um, okay, you don't have like multiple pitches, you know, like a facility where it's massive. Like you have uh, in, uh, in England, you have like, you have the stadium separate to the training ground. Um, you know, you'd have the training ground in one location, the stadium in another location. In the training ground, you'll have like maybe six, seven pitches because also the academy uses it. But in Cyprus, it was a bit different. You know, we had this, we used the change rooms for the stadium, for the games, and also for the training. So that was the only real difference. Um, so there wasn't really much in terms of like, you know, what we got. Um, it had enough. It had pretty much everything I expected. So, so when you say the pool, you mean the the pool that's at the Rasizi, that's that's near the stadium, right? Is that is that the one that you mean? No, no. There's a little little indoor, like a rehab pool, like a little rehab. Oh pool. right, okay, got you. So got it's like you. a little, probably like a five meter pool. Just uh, I think P players use it. Wow, they use it to dip in after a hot day or something, or that right, it's like for you. players who can't put full weight on. Uh, got you. And they got use you. that as okay. like. Yeah. All right. Because uh, obviously, because Ayak Arena is right next to the the old stadium that they used to play in as well, which also yeah. has new facilities with the outdoor uh, the outdoor kind of Olympic training pools and stuff that we've got there as well. So yeah. I thought that that was maybe what you were referring to. No, but yeah, no, 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 no. That's that, that, that's that's great because uh, you know a lot of a lot of players I imagine uh, coming. You know, they'd be coming uh, from England showing up to cyprus mm -hmm. showing up to training and being like uh, uh, where's the rest of it mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of thing yeah. so you know yeah but obviously ayak have uh have kind of poured in a lot of money into their facilities over the last 10 over the last 10 or so years so yeah. so yeah it's, it's it's good it's good to see that that's the, the that's something that they're that they're dealing with um uh, so your time at Ayek, you spent a few years there. What what do you think for you were your were your big highlights? Uh, I think to be honest, my first biggest highlight was you know playing in the Europa League qualifier. Um, you know, making my debut uh, in the Europa League qualifier was like a, a surreal experience. You know, like just uh, waiting to get the chance to play and then being part of like a four-one win was like was massive you know and getting the fans like the attention you know like it's 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 nice you know you grow up as a kid seeing looking up to the, the first team players in you know growing up and you see it and then when you get to actually live it and feel it it's 
it's it's a great great feeling so there was definitely that um also making my debut keeping a clean sheet in the first game of the season um again amazing experience positive feedback from you know all the fans players coaches and then i think that season was good because i got to play but also frustrating that it came to an end so early because of the covid um but i'd say that 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 season first season was definitely a highlight for me um other highlights is just scoring scoring as well um we unfortunately didn't win anything you know i haven't had that experience yet but i've had many many good highlights in uh in hike for sure yeah um so you spent uh yeah th- three seasons three seasons at Ike, is that right three seasons yeah yeah yeah, yeah so we've got 62 appearances three goals and three assists according to transfer marked uh, are they correct does that sound right possibly yeah i think i've got three goals three or four i don't know one of the other right i know you scored against like buffalo i know you scored buffalo's and north assists um and another one i think and then one in the cup as well so yeah i mean okay I, I expect more from myself in terms of goals and assists, but you know, I mean, this football, you know, I played. Yeah. I think I played well. I did well when I was over there and yeah, did everything yeah. I could. Gave hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's testament to the fact that you were there for three seasons because most players normally they're there for a season and then all right, find the next club. So mm-hmm. the fact that you were there for three seasons obviously means they they thought very highly of you. Now, following so fo- uh, following the three seasons at Ajax, you then mm-hmm. go on loan to Garmiodisa. So do you, do you want to talk us through kind of the process of how that how that went about? Yeah. So um, at the end of um, the the season where. I think I played like maybe 20 odd games um, and we finished second place. Yeah, so it was like a Champions League spot. Um, yeah, I had a good season, um, played right back, left back and stuff. And then at the end of that season, they, because I became an A-list player, uh, I think I was, tw- I was turning 23 that season. So I was 22 at the time. They said, um, you know, that they have, because normally in, in, like they have like a above 23 in the A list, in the right back and a, and a B list right back. So we had an A list at the time and they was like, they said to me, look, yeah, you have the opportunity to to, to find something in terms of like a loan or something. Um, so it came to around about, I think, September time when, uh, you know, we got the, the call from Gladwell Dissa to go over there because I don't think they started off too well in terms of like results and stuff but you know i, I went over there and you know we, we we turned things around into i think there was bottom of the table and we we did all right in the end i think we we finished about mid mid table so we did uh we did good i think i think we again you know i got there and a manager had just been sacked so it was like a 
it's it, it was one? sort of like yeah <laughs> which one that's it that I, is I, it. I was going to get to that oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, so I it would have been it would have either been uh Urin in the first few games or it would have been Haralambos for his first stint I think yes I was there when Haralambos was there so um that's when I moved there um and then uh, I think after one game, uh, uh, the manager came in and took over. Um, and he was there, I think, for like maybe two, three months. And then another one came in. Um, but I, actually, we had some decent results. You know, I think we had like four or five clean sheets in a row as well. We did quite well. You know, I think we, I think my second game we played against Apple well, we had a nil-nil. Um, considering the start to the season, it was it was a pretty good result for us as well. So, um, big turnaround, but we we did well. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just looking, I'm just looking at Garmadis's uh, results over the season. One of the uh, one of the big results that they always talk about is, especially with Har Alambus being in charge, was the fact that. He didn't lose to Aris while he was in charge of Carmiodis. So that was one of the big things that they talked <laughs> yes, about. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. yeah, I'm just I'm just seeing the yeah, there's a nil-nil here as well on the Claim uh, to Fame. January. And, we, <laughs> and we beat them as well, two one as well. So yeah. I yeah. think we um yeah, I think Aris when they was doing really well. Um and we was doing all right as well, but I think we sort of like played against the way that they wanted to play because we 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 well we defended quite well to be honest and we got a clean sheet so that was the the most important okay the goal wasn't gonna come because we was pretty much 11 in our own half but yeah mm. Mm. well we, we, i think we have to talk about the the changeover of the managers now what does that what does that do to a team with the amount of um, with, with the changeovers that are happening, Wait, is it a thing like after the fourth one you kind of get used to it, or is it um, is is it something that you know that has an effect yeah. on the team? Do you think? I think when I was at Ike, uh, it was a bit of a blow because I just signed with the coach who brought me in, um, and you know it's sort of like a fresh start when you get a new manager in um you know everybody's energy changes everybody you know sees because obviously a, a manager wouldn't get sacked if he's doing a bad if he's doing a good job uh in terms of like results um so you know when the results go down players sort of like you know they look for that new thing to find to latch onto to become positive again so i think when a new manager comes in everyone's like you know more fresh everyone's energy changes that's usually why the first couple of results always end up being quite good um because everyone's you know giving that extra i don't know if it's down to the players uh and their motivations or if it's down to them wanting to prove their position in the team um there's a lot of factors um but i think you sort of get used to it as a player in terms of like it, it's not a good thing but you sort of like 
know when there's going to be something coming in terms of like maybe this manager will get sacked because of this and it's not what you want because you you want it in a way that like you know you want to this is the manager and he's going to be with you and you got to trust the process and everyone's got to be on it until the end and it depends it, it really depends um who did the sweepstakes place... come on someone must have done the sweepstakes what do you like, mean what do you mean when is, when is this guy gonna leave let's put a fiver in I can't answer that. I can't answer that. But, but, uh, but to be fair, my, 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 my parents, uh, my parents, they, they was, uh, quite surprised. They was quite surprising for them. Um, in terms of like, you know, cause obviously they've grown up watching English football and they didn't realize, you know, how cutthroat football is in terms of like, you know, if you're not getting results, players change managers change you know season after season months after months and um for them it was like at one point i think it was just like how long is this one gonna last you know it's like and we're like you know look we got to give everything and you know whatever happens happens and but it's, it's definitely something like uh you sort of get used to and you can't let it get to because at the end of the day there are so many changes you have to just keep adapting to the to the different styles to the different personalities or you know of the coaches and the staff so so it's the question i want to ask right is there's there were whispers of uh people saying that the 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 owner of garmiodisa wanted to get european football that was why he was so cutthroat was that was that something that you'd uh that that you'd heard in the background I think we definitely wanted to like before I went there we you know they had the goal that they really wanted to achieve top 6. Yeah. I'm not sure uh about if we wanted to qualify for European football but I know we definitely wanted to try to achieve achieve top 6. Mm. And we was doing all right to be honest. We I think we got to about 7th in the table at one point and we was you know we was really pushing on and stuff and then when things didn't sort of go uh according to plan you know where we we started you know maybe we dropped a couple of points here and there um as as i think most clubs most people would you know they would be a bit more like you know why are we not getting the results what's going on and stuff like that and um you know you look for people to to um to see you know what why what's the situation what's the problem and uh i feel like the managers usually get the the back end of it in terms of like it being there because of them um which it might not be it might not be but you know we've got as players can only do our best and if the manager gets the sack gets sacked it's it's usually not our decision it's the the people from above so um definitely top six was a goal um not sure about europe i don't think europe right. was, a, was okay. a goal okay now that makes that makes sense mm-hmm. um i've got one more question and it's kind of twofold so mm-hmm. three seasons at Ayek, one season at Carabiotisa right yeah. so first of all do you have a preferred coach at Ayek that, that you yeah. dealt with and the second one is you got a bigger choice at Carabiotisa was there was was, <laughs> there, uh, was was there like um uh one of the managers who made more of an impression uh for you 
on you at Garmi Odisa than say uh, some of the others? I think I think in terms of me playing my uh, my favorite desired style of play and uh, getting the most out of me was was when um, for for starters was when I went with Emmanuel. Emmanuel was there and I was playing in a different sort of role, but um, it was you know I was more defensive in that way, but definitely brought out the defensive side of me, but. In terms of like overall, I think Sofronis, he wow, yeah, yeah, he brought <laughs> out another one. There's another, I, one. another I, one. I, I knew, I knew that that was probably going to be the answer oh, because, yeah. because Stell has, I, I, I more mean, passion, you, more passion, you know, more footwork. You know, Stell's thoughts on the matter. Yeah. But, but yeah, a lot of the people that we have been interviewing have been saying that. Uh, is really makes an impression. Well, but what is it though? What is it? Is it his? Is it his man management? I beg because I'm trying to understand. Because yeah. like, loads of players tell me like he's laughing his ass off because mm-hmm. obviously you know he did well for Monia last season. He galvanized us. We won the cup. I get it, but I don't like the the tactical element. Part of me, sorry, a large part of me believes it's probably um Bedoya that's coming up with you. I, I don't see it, bro. I beg, please. Yeah. See, look, veins are popping up my well, neck now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember listening to your podcast, actually. I think you had uh, Joel Maul on as well. And uh, he right, mentioned yeah. Sophronis yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, and I think, the, okay, look, in, in terms of as a player, player management is very important. And I think you can see it sort of in the way that, you know, when, despite your age, young, old, you know, he gave the same sort of attention to to everyone, and I think that was quite important. Um, and even after a game, you know, if we'd lose, we'd win. You know, he'd have like an iPad or something, and he'd bring it into the change rooms. He'd sit with a player or something and say, "Look, this, this, you know, you could do this, maybe." And he was quite, um, how to say it, skeptical. You know, like if he made a simple mistake, he would. He would point it out, but he wouldn't point it out in an aggressive way in terms of like, what's this, what's that? You know, it's it was like more of a helpful way and allowed you to be confident in yourself. Football is a confidence game as well. And uh, and he brought out the confidence in me as well. In uh, And when I was in Ike and I even scored my first goal, got a couple of assists there when he was there. So, um, you know, I found myself able to push on higher up the pitch, which is more my kind of game, you know, in the modern style of play. Um, where you can go forward, attack, and you know have the cover behind you, and uh, and I was able to do that and play with sort of freedom. And he believed in me in terms of like he knew I was a good defender as well. Like he'd put me uh, against the the tricky wingers because he knew. And I think it was just that belief in me. I don't know about some players might he might you know might not have that belief with, so they might not like him, um, but. For me, even Joel at the time, he was playing. So, you know, we, we sort of got that passion from him. And and that helped us be confident on the pitch. Whether or not we've got the results, it's also about how you feel as a player uh, with a manager. I, I, we probably got, we probably didn't, I don't think we got the best results when he was the coach. But we played our best football. That was That was the thing. And um, that's why most of us probably say Sofronis compared to, for example, a fan maybe thinking, yeah, but you're not getting the results. How can you say he's a good coach? Do you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. the, 
can you can you tell me what is is his tactical uh, level is then? Because again, I'm I get the motivational. Side. He's laughing. This guy's laughing. But I, I get the motivational side of things. I've got no problem. I mean, Jose Mourinho is, is one of the best out there with the with the motivation, and he's the most pragmatic coach you will ever find. But mm-hmm. with Sofroni, I don't know. I, I, look, again, I, I'm not a player. I've never had a coaching session with him. He'll probably batter me if I ever mm-hmm. had a session with him because he knows yeah. what I've been saying. But in terms of the, the tactical side of the game, would you say that you know he could... I don't know, take a team to a title. We almost did it with Abuel, to be fair. To be fair, he almost yeah. did it with Abuel. He almost did it with Abuelon as well. And Abuelon, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't really have him long enough <laughs> uh, to, to know. I mean, he's like I said, he's doing well at Ammonia now. I mean, he's been there for, I think, longer than six months, um, yeah. which in, in, in my eyes is, is, is quite a decent amount of time in, in Cyprus. So I think I, I had him in, <laughs> yeah, I think I had him in Ike for about three months and yeah. he was only in Kamadissa for I think two months before he left to go to Ammonia. So um, I didn't get to that part, but in terms of when he was with us in Karmiotissa, I think he improved us tactically in the way the the way we were playing because in Ghana they say we were more of a defensive team more out of possession uh, hit on the counter kind of team um but with him we were a possession-based team um you know we changed completely our style of play maybe we didn't get the goals that we wanted maybe that was something that we probably would have worked on over time if we had him longer um, we only had him for the couple months and we were only able to change our style of play, which is a lot, even in two months as a team. Um, I think we played against Aikalanaka and we had more possession. Like for that, for us, is is a big thing because Ike is a team who usually dominates possession. So, Well, I mean, that game ru- ruined Keenan Pirich. <laughs> so, right, yeah. follow, following oh, that game. Because you played with Dura as well. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Because, yeah, his My form, the, the, Pirich's form after that game just nosedived. I don't know what you guys did to uh, him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was not having a good time after that. Dura oh, broke man. him. Dura broke him. <laughs> I, think, I think we... Uh, that was the game. After that game, he left as well to go to Ammonia. Um, but they, they 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 said there was some sort of problem with me playing as well against Ike because I was on loan. Um, but you know it, it, that happened. But I was uh, but I was able to play, and I played. You know, as a player, if someone tells you to play, you play. Um, and then after that, there was a lot of talk in the media and stuff like that saying you know i had people coming to me saying oh you got him sacked you got him sacked i was like no i didn't do anything you know i just played whether it was against my the team i was on loan at or not but yeah but bro uh, when when you joined them did did anyone say to you well you won't be able to play for ayak uh sorry won't be able to play against ayak because they're, they're your parent club i mean i, I don't know about that rule in cyprus there, that's all yeah there was no, it's it, it happens a lot like a lot of players uh, last season were on loan from Abuel to the lower clubs and they were all playing against Abuel. Mm. Ah, okay. I think it's usually, I don't know who, obviously it's probably between the owners, you know, it's like maybe an agreement, like a gentleman's agreement, just be like, look, 
you can have him, but he doesn't play against us. And I think the first game against Ike, I didn't play uh, because of that reason. And then the second game, it was sort of like I was there on the bench, but then they needed me because our right back got injured. So it was sort of like it wasn't like putting me in from the start. I didn't, you know, I didn't start the game. It was sort of like a situation where I had to come on. So there was there was that. But but going back to 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 Sofronis and his uh, tactics, yeah, like I said. I, didn't have him really long enough in terms of to know if he could win titles, you know, in both. He didn't really get the chance when I was with him. Um, you know probably best because you you watch Ammonia and how he's doing with Ammonia. So, um, I don't know, what are your thoughts on him? Do you, do, you, do you see him pushing him on or? Look, bro, I, I keep saying this. If we win every game 1-0, mm-hmm. I don't care how we play. That's mm-hmm. the way I see it. You know, I remember the old George Graham Arsenal days way before you were born. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were winning 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, and they ended up winning the title, conceding only 18 goals. I don't give a shit if we do that. But I don't think it's acceptable to be 3-1 up against Garmin Odessa and draw 3 all. I don't think it's acceptable to draw 3 all at home against Ayers. Now, that's not just on the manager. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying it's it's his fault, but he's got to, he's got to share his uh, side of the blame. And also... The majority of the victories that we've had under him have been smash and grab. But it doesn't matter because we won the game. So I don't mm-hmm. have anything against him. Don't get me wrong. But it's yeah. just that I think in Cyprus, and again, this maybe this is just my naivety and me being maybe a bit of a football smart snob. But in Cyprus, the, the notion is, well, he knows the league. So he's definitely going to be good for the clubs. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? But as you said, and as other players have said, and he's stopped laughing. Other players said he's... They, they get on with him. He does the job. But, you know, if you look at someone, say, Gadala, who was at Ayek and had a really good season, right? Mm-hmm. And then he went to Abolon and it didn't work out for him. Did that come as a surprise to you? Yeah, definitely in terms of... But you know what it was? His style of play. For me, personally, the, the, the way I saw him in Ayek, the style of play we played was very... You know, we had the players to sort of play that style. I don't know a ball on inside out where I know what kind of players they have in terms of if they're able to play that style. But I could see them trying to play the style that we played and it just wasn't working. You know, if that happens, then then it's down to the coach to change their style according to the players. Um Whether or not he did that in time or he could get that through to the players. It was a, it's a different, a different story, different situation. But with us, it just worked smoothly because the players we had um, worked well with his style of play, and it was smooth. So maybe that's what's happening in Ammonia. Maybe Sovranis' style or the way he wants them to play, they're not reciprocating, and it sort of like got to a point where it's like, what do we do? You know, like it, that would be down to the coach now or the players or even the people above to make a decision. Um, but I know that Ammonia has quality. He has very good players. Um, to win, be winning 3-1. Were they winning 3-1 against Kalimutisa? And they drew yeah, 3-3? 20 minutes ago, yeah. That was... That's... That can... That, that, I, I would... I don't know if you could put that down to a coach bro, in terms bro, of the I'm last... not, I'm not, that one. That yeah. one, I put it down to him partially, but I put yeah. most of it down to the players because at one point they're on the counter attack and they're jogging. 
Yeah, three one ain't good enough, and I'm mm. sure he battered them for it. But yeah. this is turning into the uh, the Sofroni show, which um, I didn't want it to. Yeah. Um, to be fair, but it's Thassos' fault. Well, look, um, Thassos, have you got any I more questions? Have you got any more questions? Because I've got some quick fire ones that. No, might let's, be let's 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 do the quick fire ones. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. ask him some more once the uh, once we stop recording. Was he that? Okay, right. So. <laughs> You mentioned um, a guy that went with you at Leicester City, uh, from Leicester yeah. City to Ajax. But after he left, did you have any close mates in Cyprus that you that you hung around with? Yeah, I think uh, obviously we had, had Morgan Brown, but my closest friend, I had a few, I had a couple of English lads as well who came over. So there was Tom Hately, who I was quite close with, um, very close with. Actually, I went around his house quite a few times. You know, we used to chill, we used to go down. You know, we used to always be in the change rooms together, have a good laugh. There was big surname. Matt Derbyshire. Big surname. Yeah, Matt Derbyshire as well. Um, oh, Matt. Ammonia, Ammonia man as well. Uh, top guy, doing well as well. He's at Bradford. Um, and then I'd say my closest friend was um, Victor Olatunji. Um, man, if anybody knew us two seasons ago, we were like a pair. You know, we, we went everywhere together uh wherever it was food whatever we were both two uh, people who live in alone and we just sort of like we always just did everything together and i think he was my closest friend and he's uh now in spot of prague and you know we still keep in touch and stuff you know i always ask him how his game went and stuff like that and wish him luck so he was probably my closest friend okay what about the cypriot youngsters because i think naum had just joined when you joined but there was a couple mm -hmm. others that came one came from spal was it was it spal uh, i don't know which one was that I don't uh, but I, 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 one of the separate boys i was really close with as yeah. well was a uh, henry and dale you know yes henry yes. yeah yeah he was yeah <laughs> forgot to mention him as well uh proper good guy um yeah even him he used to come around mine quite a lot as well we used to we used to chill together and stuff um also, good friends with Mamas and now, you Mamas, know, because that's it. That's, Mamas, it. He was that's, it, yeah. that's right. Yep. Mamas, top guy, funny guy, crazy guy as well. But uh, definitely, definitely a good lad. Man, the Cypriot lads, the top guys, man. I used to get along with all of them, just Spanish lads, Cypriot lads, uh, all the others as well. But yeah, definitely, definitely a good bunch of lads. And they got me into my coffees, man, my Fredo Espresso. Okay. Man, I didn't even drink coffee before I went to Cyprus. Now I'm like <laughs> yeah. a coffee addict. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. All right. So, in terms of opponents, we, we know the likes of Bitta have gone to, to Sweden, Johnny has gone to MLS. You face these guys. But in terms of, let's talk about the Cypriot players. The difficult mm -hmm. opponents, the ones that you came across, who would you say were a challenge? And then also the foreign players. I'd say I'd say someone who, you know, had a lot of talk around his name, who I like to play against. Because I like to play against, you know, these big players or, you know, people who are under the spotlight because it gives me like a challenge to myself in a way. And um I think one of the lads who was having a great season actually was uh Loizu at the time um you know he was doing really really well um and you know i i, I like to play against him even john east as well you know when i got to play against ammonia i look i loved it because you know i know they had a lot of good cypriot youngsters uh coming up even uh Kakulis, he's, i think he was more 
in the season when I was at Gardner Odessa, but he was also coming up. Yeah, definitely Loizu was was one of the players who was quite technical, good on the ball. Um, even in our own team, like it, playing with, you know, you got Mamas, who did really well in the season. We finished second, played many games, was a key player in our midfield. Um, but they have quality. They have definitely quality. Um, and you see, you see the technical side as well. Um, there's, there's even more, but from the top of my head, they're the ones I could think of. You you mentioned Loizu, and there's a lot of talk about the lad whether he'd be able to cut it in a European league. I mean, obviously you played in England at a young level, mm-hmm. but in terms of Loizu's quality, what would you say is you know, if you talk about, you know, is he a championship level player? Is he League One, League Two? I know it might not be a fair question, but given what you saw that particular season, yeah. how would you judge him in terms of his, his ability? In terms of English League, uh, it's difficult to tell because it depends on the team. Um, you know, you, you, he could play in a, in a league in England, but be in a team that doesn't play his style of play and, and not, you know, not do well, but it, um, he Could was he definitely do a call a Wednesday night in Stoke. No, that's the problem. No <laughs> one can. <laughs> that's what they say, don't they? Uh, but he, he, he could, he could definitely play at a good level. I think uh, definitely in Europe, in the team that, you know, plays his style of play, you could see the way he wanted to link up and um, he had the, he had a good passion, you know, when, you know, he was constantly making me work, but it was a good thing. You know, it was uh, we always had a good, good matchup and a good, um, good challenge. Um, but I like that. You know, I, I and I could see. You know, he has potential. I don't know how he's doing now. Um, I haven't been keeping track on him. Is he doing okay? Because I think he wanted to go somewhere at the end of the season, but he didn't get the chance to. Yeah, he's he's not been playing much at the moment. Um, right. But I think that could be back to Sofroni's man management in the sense that the lads played over 200 games in the last three, four years. And for someone yeah. that's what, 19, 20 now, it's a lot yeah. of games. So perhaps he's, he's protecting him from burnout. I don't know. I, that's what, that's the gist I get anyway. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something more. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. All right. What about foreign players that you came up against? Because obviously you played with the likes of, Farage, who is one yeah. of the best players in the league, I think. But in terms of opponents, anyone that you face, don't have to, don't have to mention just on one of your players. You can mention Aboel as well if you want. You know, I know they haven't been great since you were out there. You know, uh, no, they haven't actually. <laughs> to be honest, I think there was the uh... Mick well, yeah, McCarthy for one. You know, that's not going to help, is it? <laughs> There's a. I mean, because mostly I play against wingers, so um, you know, I remember the wingers that I play against. Uh, Okay, Applewell had a good winger. Um, what was his name again? Uh, Brazil is he Brazilian? Or Nadal? No, not Nadal. Marquinhos, was... if it was last season. Marquinhos, yeah, Marquinhos. He was a good tricky winger. Um, good player, good feet, and he has good quality as well. He was definitely someone I could, you know, good. Uh, and also Bruno, Bruno, he was a. He gave me a tough game when I was at Kalmatissa because we were mainly on the defensive foot in that time. Uh, and, you know, you felt the wingers a lot more than when I was at, at Ike. 
Um, so, but also I love to, I love playing against Monia because, you know, give credit where credit's due. Uh, I think Lajax was doing quite well when I was, I can, you know, would, every time I play against him, it'd be a good game, uh, even though he's a left back, but he was high as hell. And it always, he always made me run. Um, but it was good because, you know, it, it pushed me. I was what, 19, 20. So for me, it was, it was good to play against that. Um, you know, you have quality players as well, you know, getting the chance to play against Jason Punchin. I mean, as a, and I'm 19 years old, I've come to Cyprus and I'm playing against a Premier League player, ex-Premier League player. And it's like, it was uh, definitely, definitely, uh, he's definitely one of the good quality for, uh, foreign players that I remember. Uh, who else is there? There's Senna Mids. I'm trying to think now. Even Ryan May, you know, he's doing well, isn't he? He's a uh, he's Stoke, yeah. Stoke. Stoke, yeah. So he's there. He was a good player. Isle, when I played against him a few times. Good player. Bro, as were, well. there, were there any players that obviously you didn't, you'd never heard of, but were there any players that touched pitch and you were like, oh, hang about? I've never heard of this one before. You know, were, were there any players that stood out like from the moment you, you went up against them? Yeah. What What do you mean? Like he was better than I expected, or he was someone that I didn't know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm guessing you didn't know much about the players that you mentioned already, unless you came across them prior to that. But yeah. you know, you go on the pitch, maybe your second or third game, and you're coming across, I don't know, uh, I don't know, Bagali Dabo, for example, or someone yeah. like that. Were, were there any players that you saw you like hang about? There, there's something about them. They don't look like the, the mm. physical frame and all that. They don't look like they've got a bit in them. But yeah. Ah, uh, you know someone who was good, who's quite tricky, was quite good, and 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 I realized it as well was that Semedo, you know Semedo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's <laughs> yeah. he uh man, he's quick, sharp, good player. Um, you know, coming against him, he's quite tall as well, man. He moves quite well for his height as well. So he was one, and you know, it okay. I didn't know about football Premier League too much, you know, younger. So even my first game against Bafos, my debut, I didn't know it was Jason Punching or, you know, that he played in the Premier League and all that until after the game. You know, we beat him 2 0 and my mate was like, yo, you just playing as Jason Punching and that he he's played in the Premier League. I was like, what? I was like, no way. Like so you know when you play against players sometimes uh it's better not to know before as well. But it can also motivate you as well. So um yeah, there's definitely players I've played against, and I'm like, really? Like, you know, like, wow, okay, that's that's pretty good, considering I did well against them as well. So, all right, what about your own teammates then? Were there any proper ballers? Like, you know, you, you see them and you hear about it on the training field, they're just ridiculous. Right? Yeah, I mean, for starters, I think one of the first players who, you know, going over there was Mikel, you know, the center back. Yeah, uh, yep. you know, I, I didn't, you know, he seemed he's honestly top guy. Like when you meet him, like personally, one to one, and um, you know, I didn't know much about him uh, until you know we did. Have, I did have my own research on our own teammates. I seen he played like two, three hundred games in La Liga in in Real Sociedad. Was it Real Sociedad? I think yeah. And um, and I was like, wow, like yo, he's had a career, and you know, you slowly see them, you see the quality, the the mentality, the you know the way he reads the game is 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 really good, and you can see he's got experience. And um, you know, even um, Avram, Avram, not Avram, uh, Abraham, 
I don't know how you pronounce his name. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Ayal, wasn't he? And then he, no, uh, not not no, not Av- Avram. Abraham. Uh, Abraham. Abraham. He was at Agritas last season. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, 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 yes. I thought you meant Andres Avram. Like, okay. Him. So. He. Uh, <laughs> he. Uh, he. Man. He. I didn't realize his CV until he told me, and you could see the quality of him in midfield. Um, you know, he showed me a picture of him next to Messi and all that, and it's like, wow, like. Damn, you know, like okay, this guy's played with the best. Uh and then who else? Even Farage, like doing unbelievable now. Like um when he came, I think uh at the start, he was like he wasn't the player who he is today in terms of like, you know, he was much more like skill-based in terms like more than direct. And he learned that I think through the experience of the the players in the team. Um because you know he would he would be the kind of player who would chop once, chop twice, chop three times, um, sort of like you know you, you, as you do as a young player, you know you overdo it sometimes. It comes frustrating. And, um, Just get the ball in the box. You yeah, strike yeah. Getting pissed. <laughs> and, and 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 then he became direct in the season where we where we finished second. You know, like because it was the way we wanted to play, and that stood out for him, and it was getting him success. It was getting him assists. And from then, he's just sort of like continued doing that. You know, he goes down the line. You can sort of see, because I played against him in training I, week in, week out. Like, I know how he's going to play. And you can see him when he's going 1v1, what he's going to do. And I see it and I'm like, it's working as well because it's getting him good results. He's even scoring a couple of goals as well. Churchko, um, Adam, also a player, good techie winger, cutting in, got a great whip. Um, and obviously the skipper Triskovsky, what a goal machine! Honestly, this guy. You know what? Even if in a game you're nil nil, you just you have the feeling that he's going to score at some point. And I think that was a massive thing in a team like you know you, that he can pull through and and get you a goal. And there's there's very good quality players I played with. You know, good experience, good quality, technically, tactically, physically, and I think being able to learn from them would definitely, definitely help me as a player. For sure, bro. And I've got two more questions and then we're going to wrap it up because we've done quite a bit of time. And obviously I thought it was going to be less than an hour, but we've, we've smashed it out of the park, bro. So I appreciate your time, man. Ah, it's all good. I talk too much sometimes, man. No, 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 no. It's all good, my guy. It's all good. Um, In terms of, again, back with the teammates, there must've been some characters. I've heard in the past, I think we had, uh, wasn't it Mickey that came on Thassel and he said that there yeah. were three Ike players that were in a band. They had yeah. their own band off the field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So in terms of characters, were, were there any that, that kind of stood out? Uh, there was one big character is Florian. Flory, come on. Mate, come on. that guy, that guy is, is a funny guy, man. You don't know what to expect with him sometimes, man. Like, I don't know. He's probably had about six coffees before he turns up to training. His <laughs> his energy levels are are unbelievable. Um, he's busy. Like that's the word to describe him. Like we we call it busy. Like just active, constantly yeah. active. And he was like, he'd do some funny stuff in the changing rooms, um, even off the pitch. But then again, you know, also it can be a, a, a top guy, you know, one-to-one, he can be a, a very nice guy. And uh, But he was definitely a character. You've got the band, I think. I don't know who's in it now, but I think 
I don't know, they played guitar and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, guitar, um, drums, and one other instrument. I can't remember. Yeah, and that's in terms of Ike. One character I had um, at Tissa was the striker. His name was Kulibali. He was a he was a bit of a character as well. Uh, not in a not in a bad way, in a in a funny way. You yeah, know, just constantly making jokes, um, doing some funny, stupid things, but. It was uh, always gave you some sort of entertainment in the change rooms. That's that's what you need, you know. That's where the you forget about everything. You sort of have good vibes, and definitely, man, it's just a mad mixture. That's the best thing about the change room. You have anything and everything, man. It's 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 good. Uh, I gotta I gotta ask. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm gonna yeah, add yeah, even go, more go, time. Go. I gotta I gotta go, ask go, go, about go. my beefcake. I gotta ask about Gravenberch. Ah yes, bloody tank. He With is Terry Crews, like yeah, Terry Crews, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, Terry uh, Crews. He's actually he's not like a a kind of guy where you think like he'd be aggressive or or like you know like a, you look at him and you think yo I won't want to mess with him, but he's actually he's a calm guy, like kind of funny, uh, not a not a, not not like a joker or anything like that, like where he stands out. He's just one of the boys in the changing room, uh, yeah, he did, he, he, he did do anything crazy or anything like that. But as a guy, he's a top lad, top lad. No, it's just I, I remember when the social media team announced him. They were like, "The Tower of Limassol is here," and they had him next to Trin- next to Trinity <laughs> Towers and being like, <laughs> "I remember that. I remember that actually." Oh God, yeah. God, fantastic, yeah. fantastic! I can yeah. imagine him just bench pressing like five cows. You know, oh, massive, massive! I did get to see him in the gym, but I can imagine he can bench press a bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, look, bro, I've got, I've got one more uh, fan. Well, I say football related question with with Cyprus, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to ask you your final question. I've got two more. Okay. So, in terms of, and this is a question that we always ask guests, yeah. right? If I were to say to you, "This is Cyprus." You know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? It's explaining the unexpected or the unexplainable, right? We've had Manu Garcia tell us that when he thinks of this is Cyprus, he thinks about the time when they lost his luggage when he first joined uh, Ari. We talk, uh, Lucas Gavron told us about the driving and how he clipped someone and then he got out of the car to take the insurance details and he was actually a, a fan of the club that he was playing for. So they just said, let it go kind of thing. Uh, what What do you think... When you hear this is Cyprus, what have you seen? It could be on the pitch, in the stands, just going shopping, whatever. <laughs> the first thing when you mention driving, it's 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 a must. Like a, I drive here now, and my mom gets scared when I'm in the car. She's like, <laughs> "What's happened to your driving?" She's like, "You know, I'm driving like at roundabouts. Like I'm just going straight. I'm not looking right. I'm going, man." <laughs> It's dangerous, but it's it, you learn it. It's it's at the end of the day, who has the bigger balls uh, in Cyprus? Yeah. It's like when you're driving, it's I go or you wait. Do you know what I mean? It's it's simple as that, and that's definitely one of them. Uh, I think the biggest thing that changed me about Cyprus was, like I mentioned earlier, was coffee. Like this is Cyprus. Like I was going through like maybe three, four coffees a day. Like I. I <laughs> It's probably not even a lot compared to some people, but it was just it just changed me as a person. Like even now I'm in the UK, like I got 
I'm waking up, I'm having my morning coffee. Like I'm, I'm having my lunch. I, I mean, I finished my gym session, my training. I'm like, yo, let me get a coffee. Like, cause it's such a good vibe as well. It's so calm, relaxing. Um, there are two things off the pitch that I could think of. Uh, on the pitch, I think it's uh, never knowing what you're going to expect in a game in terms of like, it might be decisions of of uh, some games, maybe something's against you, for you. I don't know. You, you don't know what to expect. Results as well in terms of like, I think it was last season when we played against Apollon and we won 4-3 against Apollon and that, that was the craziest game I think I've played in it. It was like we was losing I think 4-1 or 4-2 and we came no 3-1 no, three, or 3-1. Three, yeah. yeah. We came back to win 4-3. And the game didn't even finish. We had seats being thrown on the pitch. We had uh <laughs> we had um fans going crazy. My mate was trying to take a corner, couldn't take a corner. I think uh I think he got like beer cans thrown at him and everything but yep. man for us, what a feeling it was! But I can't imagine for the for the it, other team. It, it was. Yeah, because was telling us about this when we mm -hmm. did the interview with him, and he told us he goes, "I shouldn't have celebrated in front of him because that just wound them up even more." But heat of the moment, you... <laughs> yeah, you've, yeah, you've got it. You've got it. It was crazy, and I think who was playing for them at the time? I think it was Warda, and he was yes. going crazy. He was. We was loving it, man. We was loving it as players, man. You know, winding up the other team, getting in their heads, yeah. like. Even yeah. though when you got the fans against them, it's like, yo, we've done a good job. You know what I mean? I think I think that was that was something. When you got things being thrown on the pitch for the opposition team, you know you've done a good job. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not the it's not the only time that's happened either uh, with Garmio Dissa last season when uh, when you were beating Anorthosi as well. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Anorthosis. And and the fans just. For some reason, did not like Knobloch in, in in the goal. They didn't like Milan. Mm. In the goal. Yeah, mate. <laughs> just, he, I think throwing <laughs> stuff at him. I remember that. I think they threw like, I think a seat nearly hit him or a bottle hit him on the head or something. Uh, but the yeah, game got abandoned. As well, yeah. Yeah, flagpole. That's it. The game got like we went back in the change rooms. Then we came out. We started playing again, and then they just finished the game. And I was like. We will take it. I think we was two nil up at the time, and I think we got the win. So, I think that was when a time when the North Sis weren't doing too good, and to have a team that was lower than them in the league come and beat them, you know, the fans don't like that. So it's. Uh, Do you know why the game was cancelled? Uh, you you didn't notice the two Molotov cocktails that were thrown on yeah, the pitch? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that as well. Where, 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 you didn't even know. <laughs> I think I think I think we'd gone inside at that point. I think I think because I remember my mom messaging me after the game or calling me saying, "Yo, they was throwing like fire thing on the, the pitch," and I was like, what? "She must have seen our tweet. She must have seen our yeah, tweet. We're definitely." The put it out <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, they weren't showing it on the on the. They they barely showed it on the TV. They kept uh, they kept trying to show different." scenes in the stadium uh, they right. going back to it and they're going nope nope nope, yeah. nope. That's, why I kept, that's why i kept pausing it on the tv and yeah. using my phone <laughs> I, I, I don't up, care man. i'll expose them i don't care <laughs> it, was, it was something else that's yeah something else absolutely but i mean that that kind of like adds to the the 
the enjoyment and the atmosphere. Like it's as as footballers, okay, it can ruin the game in terms of like you know if a team, like for example, say for a North City, it might have ruined the game because they didn't get the chance to come back and maybe maybe bring it back. But also being on the other side, it's like yeah, this is this is this is why I love this game. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's experiences like that. Passion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, put it this way: if if half the things that happen in Cyprus happened to a club in England, they would have been booted out of the league completely. They, they would have been booted out a long time ago. We're not just talking about the, the the things that happen on the field. We're talking about off the field with the with the fans. With look, you know, you, you probably watch this podcast from time to time, and the amount of stuff that mm. we report, you know, all you need to do is watch our intro, and it's just. You know, it, it took me about three hours to do it because we're taking clips of just photographs of uh, whether it be graffiti on on opponents' uh, clubhouses or just you know Sapinto pushing uh, an assistant coach or a whole heap of stuff like. But this is Cyprus, and, and we we mm. love it. And mate, thank you for for joining us. We've done close to an hour and a half. Um, I guess I'm just going to have to ask you one more thing. What's yeah. next for you? Because I know that you're looking for a club at the moment. Would you consider going back to Cyprus? And also, you'll be able to play for the national team pretty soon because of your citizenship. Is that also in the back of your mind? I'm not pressing you for that answer, but is that a, a possibility? Well, to answer your first question in terms of considering going back to Cyprus, yeah, it's, it's definitely a possibility in January. Um I'm I'm open to come back. I have nothing against Cyprus in terms of the football. I love the football there. Um, I enjoyed my time there, and if I had the chance to go back there, I would definitely consider it. I wouldn't say no. So that's that. The second one in terms of uh, what was the second thought was that's national team. That was it. National uh, team because you could choose you could choose three really: England, yeah. India, and Cyprus. So. Yeah. Cyprus, yeah, definitely. I would, I would, I'd be, you know, if I got the opportunity to get a citizenship and get the get the passport to play for the national team, I would be more than happy. I mean, I think, you know, the national team is okay. I don't. I think they've not been getting the best results, but um, to you be able to go it. in there, I can say okay. It's been disastrous. That's what it's been. So to get the opportunity to go and play for them and, and to help them out and, you know, if I could, you know, I mean, one the first thing would be to get the call-up, I guess. Uh, but definitely, um, I'd love to play for the Cyprus national team. But if, if that is an opportunity to play for India as well, then there's, then there's, there's that. But I think it will come to a point where I would have to choose um, in terms of like maybe they would would if India would allow me to have the citizenship and all that and there's 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 a lot of decisions to make but to play for any national team is always a privilege so whoever it be well you've got options that's the main thing you got your options that's brilliant that's positive. absolutely brilliant well Sim thank you for joining us bro I really appreciate it. I know this went longer than we thought it would but it's been incredible talking to you thanks for your stories thanks for your experiences fingers crossed you find the club in January um, and to those still viewing, we're on Instagram, Twitter at This Is Mappa. We've got a Facebook group page. We have a Discord. Um, we've got plenty more content coming soon. Thasso, anything else you want to add? The website, Cafes Flares. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you check out uh, Stel's article on IL. Not just mine. Not just mine. Well, 
start there and then work your way back. Okay, fair enough. Right, there you give, go. Me, <laughs> give me too much for it. Anyway, that's it, boys and girls. Thank you very much. Good night. Adios.